Hello and blessings to you on this wonderful Easter Sunday. If this is your first time joining us, we would love to connect with you and welcome you personally. If you have your phone close by, text Seastone Guest to 97000 and someone from our team will reach out to connect with you. We hope to hear from you soon. If you've been with us for a while, but have been thinking about inviting a friend or family member, now is a great time. Don't be shy, click that share button. Like a Nike logo, just do it. Reference point on that to come later. <laughs> I have some quick reminders to share with you. If you missed the premiere of our original Easter musical as it is written, you can still check it out on demand. I feel truly blessed to have been a part of this experience. Our team really did a great job bringing the Old and New Testaments to life. The music is beautifully written and it's moving. You don't wanna miss it. I'm actually standing on the set of the musical right here. We also have the return of our Cornerstone favorites. This week, we will resume fill in the blank, faith track with Pastor Sam, and faith moments with the Dallas. So many exciting things to experience together, but let's not run past the meaning of today. Let's step into our time of worship fully engaged with our eyes focused on Him. Now let's turn it over to the worship team to get us started. Blessings to you and happy Easter. Hey, happy Easter. As we're here today looking at the empty tomb what Jesus accomplished on the cross for us to welcome us into life, let's sing a song that celebrates that together. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound saved a wretch like me i once was lost but now i'm found was blind but now i see hallelujah christ is risen from the grave hallelujah christ is risen from the grave
to heaven's sweet embrace. I'll see your scars, your open arms, the beauty of your face. Through tears of joy, God, you are at work, you are alive, you are powerful then in conquering the grave as much as now. And as we sing this song to bless your name, we ask for you to meet us here. We celebrate you and your worthiness, God.
Bless his name. Bless his name. Let every creature in heaven and earth below. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless your name. Every creature in heaven and earth below. Bless your name. Bless your name. Every creature in heaven and earth below. Bless your your name this morning, God, just as you have blessed us and we are blessed with the rising from the grave that we celebrate on this day. So we just take this time to elevate your name in our lives and in this place. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Happy Easter once again. So good to see all of you. Let's go ahead and continue with our Easter morning service. Hey, good morning and happy Easter. My name is Sam Markham. I'm one of the pastors here at Cornerstone SF, and I'm excited to be able to have the privilege and honor of welcoming you here on this Easter Sunday. And before we hear our weekend message, I wanted to just mention a couple things. One that is you have the opportunity to do even later today, uh, and then another that will be in the weeks to come. But first of all, if you have not seen our original Easter musical, As It Is Written, you are in for a treat. It is available on demand on our website, but our, our community, some of our staff, you know, wrote it, wrote all the music and, and, and all the, the acting and the choreography and all the different parts of it. And then our, our amazing community came together to perform it and film it just for you. And so if you haven't caught that yet, check it out. You won't be disappointed. And then also wanted to mention what things are going to look like going forward. So in the weeks to come, we're going to start moving towards gathering together again. And so starting next Sunday, April 11th, we are going to have these cornerstone gatherings over at our Reardon campus. And at 10 a.m. on the big screen in the theater, we're going to show the weekend service. And so we'll have the worship part of it on the big screen. We'll have the message on the big screen. And we'll be able to just be in the presence of one another. We'll still wear masks, we'll social distance, but we'll be able to start taking those steps towards being together in the way that we're blessed to have and, and is part of 
just some of the, the joy of being in Christian community. And then right after that, we will at 11 a.m., we'll move outside to uh, the courtyard or the breezeway and we'll have a time of communion and worship, extended worship for those who are able to stay for that. So you can come for either of those. Again, the, the service at 10 and the communion at 11 or both of those if you'd like to. And so we are looking forward to just continuing to move forward as things progress. And this is how it's going to look for, for the next few weeks, at least. And we'll keep on adapting as we're able to. So with that, here's another worship song called Still Rolling Stones. And then we'll hear from Pastor Kerry with his Easter message. Enjoy. Out of the shadows Great. 
Good morning and happy Easter. He is alive. He has risen and everything has changed because of it. It's such a blessing to be able to celebrate Easter morning with you, to be able to rejoice really with people all over the world and remember our Lord and his resurrection. We're going to spend some time sitting with the scripture and pondering the implications of Jesus's rising from the dead and all that that means. But I guess I just want to open us up in prayer. I do want to say, even before I do that, that if you're joining us for the first time, I want to welcome you. You know, I'm Pastor Terry. I'm the lead pastor here at Cornerstone Church in San Francisco. And it is a blessing to have you join us. Even if some of you haven't been with us for a while, I'm glad to have you too. And of course, to the church that I love. Um, what a blessing it has been to make this journey with you last year. Very, very challenging, even the opening of this year and where we're at still now. But a, what a blessing to be able to be able to do this together, um, bound together in the love of Christ. But I want to pray, just ask God to bless our time. And Lord, I, I truly do welcome you in right now. I thank you for the beauty of your creation and the joy that is available in you. I ask that you would just keep our hearts right now soft. Don't let us get um, distracted, but help us to be able to be attentive to your words of life as we sit with the gift of life that you have given us because you rose from the dead and changed everything. Maybe there are places in our own heart right now, stones that need to be rolled away, perhaps along the way of our time together, there will be things that you, you know, set us free from or begin to heal. Maybe there's a purpose that even is more than just remembering what you have done, but you want to allow us to welcome in the power of your risen son so that there might come a flow of life. So wherever we need it, Lord, whatever fears that would bind us, any anger, hurt, bitterness, insecurity, whatever it is, maybe some of us are struggling, not just in our thought patterns, maybe we are though, and that's a powerful thing, free us. Maybe some of us need a touch in our body, living Jesus, heal us. You know what we need. Maybe some of us are experiencing tremendous relational trauma and it's been really hard and to be hopeful we just find some things dead inside of us life giver bring life life giver come bring bring new beginning that's what you do lord you're the risen savior and we welcome in your hope we welcome in the sun we welcome in the sunlight and the warmth of who you are and we ask you to be with us lord 
as we just enjoy and sit with your word together. May it be alive in us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I know I say it a lot, but I want to say it one more time. You are greatly loved. You are greatly loved. You are his, if you will have him and accept his gift, you are his beloved son and you're his beloved daughter. And I am speaking to some of you right now who may not maybe even have a relationship with the Lord. Maybe you've never, never paused to welcome him into your life. You have a belief, but you've been kind of seeking, but maybe this Easter 2021 is the day when you say, I decided to make a start and welcome Jesus into my life. I wanted him to know that I was lost, but open. And I received him, his love and welcomed in his life. And for those of us who have done that, I want to encourage all of us to continue to pursue him and to live for him and to give him our hearts. That's right. I often talk about giving him our life and I want to do that, but I want to give him my heart. So, all right. Hey, let's begin. Let's start by reading the account of the resurrection of Jesus from the gospel of Luke. Just want to do it. It says, but on the first day of the week at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. And they were the women who were seeking to honor um, Jesus in his death. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. He wasn't there. And while they were perplexed about this, they were trying to figure out what had happened. They were disturbed. It says two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. The other gospels declare it. They were an angel with gleaming white. And the men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words. One of the things that we notice when we read this simple account of Jesus's, you know, resurrection, or at least the discovery of the empty tomb is remember and how the word remember, the role of remember is connected to the Easter story, right? And really, if you think about it, that's what we are doing right now. I love the fact that they say, don't you remember what he told you? And then by the time that exchange is done, they, it says they remembered his words. This is a time for remembering. Easter is a day that we remember not just God's love, but we remember the life that we have been given through that love. You know, it's what we are doing right now. We are remembering, we are marking, we are pausing to acknowledge and celebrate the victory of Jesus. So Easter is something that invites us into a remembrance, a celebration. It's also in part remembering that we have not been forgotten, that God has acted on our behalf that he has demonstrated his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And that that death became a bridge and a gift of life. That death itself, and this is another thing we are remembering, isn't it, here at Easter? That death itself is not the final word. No, it isn't. I mean, how good is that? 
Death is not the final word. Uh, and tears and suffering, that is not the end of our story. Not if, if we have him. You know, I often think of it like, you know, it's hard to imagine what the next life is going to be like. And I'm not, I'm not really in a hurry to get there. Perhaps someday, if I live long enough, and my body can no longer contain the life that is in me, the life that yearns for more, a new beginning. Perhaps if I live long enough, um, there will come a time where I will want to leave this world. I, I, I don't want to leave it necessarily, even though I believe in the promise of Jesus. And I want to believe it even more. I do. Um, but I, I love this gift of life. And while I'm living it, I, I, I want to live it without fear, right? So I'm not in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry to escape. This is the only life we've known, I've known. Uh, you know, but, I, but I, I can't help but when I listen to the, to the Lord in his words or when I sit with the scriptures and what it tells us about what is ahead, I can't help but think that what, I really, what we really have here is so much less than what we're going to, to ultimately be invited into. It's just kind of scary. Um, and that's okay, you know? Uh, I think of it like a, a child, you know, like a baby in the womb, if you think about it. I mean, the baby in the womb. We're, when we were in the, in the womb, whether we're aware of it or not, and I think we are at some level aware that we feel safe. We're in that space. It's a, it's a contained space and warm, and, and it's all we know. But, boy, when we come into the, into the li a life, when we're, when we're birthed into this world, we go, oh, you know, it, it's, it's an entirely far more expansive thing than we could have ever, ever imagined in our very limited, and I mean very limited, understanding of life within the womb. And so, if I can say it, Jesus came out of the tomb into new life. And in, in many ways, that's a picture of the life that we are going to ultimately be invited into. But between now and then, <laughs> we get to remember the gift, the love, and the victory that Jesus brings anyone who will receive him, right? So Easter is a time for remembering, but it's also, you know, I, and I, I want to just kind of steer it in a slightly different direction because one of the other things that the angel, these men said to the women at the tomb on that first Easter Sunday was actually a rhetorical question. It was a statement made in the form of a question. It was basically a question that was asked for effect with no answer desired. I mean, the question, why do you seek the living among the dead? Think about it. That was what they were being asked. They were basically saying, listen, you're, you're, if you're looking for Jesus, you're in the wrong place. He's not here. And he's not here because he's not dead. Remember what he told you, right? Death couldn't hold him. He's alive. So my friends, you're, you're in the wrong place if you're looking for Jesus. But I still, as I sat with that question, I couldn't help but hear it as a question that really is connected to our culture's dilemma. For so many today are seeking the living among the dead. And I think about 
where people are looking for fulfillment, human relationships, sex, social causes, political ideology, achievement, wealth, power, money, the ability to dominate, acquire, freedom to set our own agenda. You know, all the things that Jesus said, uh, the, what do you call the Gentiles seek after, you know? But in the end, the Lord reminds us that none of those things can really meet the deepest yearning of a, of a human heart, that, that we were created for a God who loves us and that we will never truly be at peace until we find ourselves in him. We will never truly be at rest until we rest in him. You know, our world, our culture, uh, though so sophisticated compared to previous generations, still is seeking the living among the dead, looking for true life in all the wrong places. You know, the scripture says in Proverbs 16 that there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. And contrast that with the words that Jesus said in John 14. And I love, I love John 14 because Jesus is sharing such, with such tenderness uh, his parting words to his disciples. Uh, he has invested himself. They are his friends. Uh, they have lived life together and they have learned to love him and he has loved them. And he's trying to prepare them for two things. One, for the horror and trauma that they are about to experience when they watch what happens to him. And then also for the fact that the relationship as they've known it is coming to a close. And both of those things can affect us deeply, right? If you've ever experienced a traumatic loss in life, or if you've ever had an end to a relationship, the loss of someone you've loved, um, and a change and a goodbye, these are not easy things. And so that's the framework that Jesus utters these words that really are words for all of us. Look what he says in John 14. He says, let not your heart be troubled. And I just want to stop right there and go, if your heart is troubled today, welcome Jesus there. Um, it's another way of saying, do not let your heart be full of fear and anxious thoughts dominate you. No, don't, don't let that be, um, what, what you have and are experiencing. Uh, don't let that be the defining aspect of your life. Um, don't let yourself be beaten down by the pain of life, the hurt of life, or the fear of life. No, let not your heart be troubled. Let go of these anxious thoughts and don't be gripped in anything that looks like hopelessness. Let not your heart be troubled, though there are things that can trouble. You believe in God, Jesus said, believe also in me. <laughs> he says, in my father's house, in the place that I am going, there are many mansions, many dwelling places. And if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Now think about what Jesus is saying. He's saying, look, if you believe in God, believe in me. There, there is something more than just this life. And if it were not so, 
I would tell you, if this was all there is, if this life is all there is, if this short, brief human experience is all there is, I, I'm not interested in trying to deceive you and, you know, give you some type of a, a pipe dream. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sharing with you something that is false. I'm telling you the truth. There is more than this life. There is more to come. If it were not so, I would tell you that. I would not deceive you. I would not lead you down a false path. And I love the fact that Jesus told us that. He basically says, there is more to come and you've got my word on it. As truly as there is God, believe in me. For I go to prepare a place for you in verse three. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will receive you to myself that where I am there, you may be also. Wow. What a promise. What a promise. And Thomas, I love him. Delightful Thomas. Always willing to say what everyone else is thinking. So direct. Lord, what are you talking about? We do not know where you are going. How can we even know the way? And then Jesus, because of that question, utters these unforgettable words, a promise for you and me. For Jesus declared definitively and forever, I am the, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. <laughs> no one comes to Father God, Father, except through me. That's what Jesus was saying. My words, they are spirit and they are life. I am the door. Every, every other road, no matter how it may appear and how good it may temporarily be, ultimately, if I can put it this way, is a death trap. It's a dead-end alley. So in this life, we must make our play. Is it going to be Jesus or another way? We get to decide. I've decided <laughs> I, want to, I want to walk in the Jesus way, and I want you to do that too, because his way ends in life. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Shifting back, though, to where we started, look what it says here. And they remembered his words. I love that, verse 8. And this, my friends, is the key. It really is, and it will always be remembering his words. On this Easter in 2021, I want to say, let's remember his words. Why? Because when we, we, when we remember his words, it sets everything else, every other aspect of life into its proper perspective. Seek first the kingdom of God. All these other things shall be added to you, Jesus said. Make this the primary thing, not on the periphery, not on the edge, but at the center put Jesus right there and the gift of life is ours. You know, at the tomb, the specific words that they were, be, were being reminded to remember had to do with his crucifixion and his resurrection, right? The cross and the promise of life on the third day, that was the day, if I can put it this way, when death died, that third day. And when you really think about it, Jesus died alone. He died naked or between two thieves on a hill called Golgotha, the place of the skull. But death died three days 
<laughs> on the third day when Jesus rose from the dead, just as he said he would. And uh, I, I, I just, I love being able to describe Easter as the day that, that, that death died. Jesus said in John 10, for this reason, the father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. Do you see that? And no one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. And I just, I thought what, about what Jesus had said and what he had done. And, and as I sat with this, I considered how Easter though so much about life is also, think about it, is at least in part the celebration of the day that death died. So it's both the celebration of life and the celebration of the, of the end of death as we know it. That's huge, right? You know, death, our mortal foe is defeated by the lion of the tribe of Judah, just like Aslan in the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis, right? That's what he was capturing. And that's why the apostle Paul declares in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 55, oh, death, look at this. Where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is in the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The day that death died, death's claim over our lives. Death at any level need not hold us. Death's power broken once and forever. And, and any time death seeks to make its claim upon us, and I'm not just talking about physical death, but the things that would, that, that, that die within us sometimes, the ability to love and be loved and the ability to live with hopefulness, the ability to live with optimism and joy, which is what Easter's all about, isn't it? I mean, really. <laughs> the places where death would seek to creep in and dominate, death in our, at work in our own body, uh, we welcome in the life of Christ, don't we? You know, all these themes came together. I was thinking about Easter as the day that we celebrate the life of God in Christ, the, the empty tomb and the resurrection, the new beginning, the sun shining, life evermore, you know. But then also I, I said, but it's also the day that, that death died. And we live as a people with utter possibility. And, and these themes, I was weighing them out and, and I was drawn to the words of the great English poet, John Donne. And some of us may remember those words. Uh, you'll, you'll recognize this. I think you'll recognize this, this phrase, this piece of poetry, death be not proud, though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. One short sleep past, we wake eternally, and death shall be no more. Death thou shalt die. You know, Dunn was a believer. He wasn't an, an artist and a, a poet. Uh, he was also a, a cleric. And in his latter years, he was the, the dean of St. Paul's Cathedral in London. His life spanned pretty much the end of the, the 1500s and the early 1600s. And I know it's a long time ago. And perhaps some of us would say, 
uh, why are we bringing him up? I mean, you're bringing John Dunn up on Easter 2021. I mean, but you know, the more I examine his poetry and that whole death be not proud, you know, death you shall die. I couldn't help but think about Jesus and the victory of his resurrection and what Easter means for you and me. And some of you also might recognize um, even today, in addition to death, be not proud. There's an even more quoted uh, line from John Donne. No man is an island entire in itself, which ends with another unforgettable line. And therefore never send a no for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. You know, all those, those memorable lines, death, be not proud. No man is an island. Um, you know, for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. All of that was what came out of done wrestling with life and what it means to die. And so he, he experienced that and it came out in his, his poetry. What we don't realize is that, that, that death not, be not proud was connected to a time in 1610 in London when the Black Plague had hit Europe in waves. And I do think it's relevant just because of what we've all been walking through, our own kind of a pandemic. We forget that generations past also experienced those things, but with far less um, opportunity for finding a solution in those times the plagues and the the you know viruses had to work their way through and there were no vaccines and life was so fragile that's why a lot of times you'll see some of the art of that period there are skulls you know, memento mori the mori the the reminder of life's frailty and shortness and brevity in in that particular time when John Dunn lived, uh, people were dying left and right. In, in, in London, at its height, when the plague was hitting, they were dying daily by the thousands. Um, and, and again, I just couldn't help but see a, a kind of connection to what we've all been walking through. And many people at that time were coming, they, they started going to church and they started coming to actually listen to this Christian preacher, poet, John Dunn for inspiration. And then it appeared, though, to everyone's horror and shock that he, too, had been struck with the dreaded disease. It's kind of the unique behind the, you know, behind the curtain story connected to that po poem. It was the context for it, because what happened was he just assumed that he was dying. And when he was on his deathbed, he's wrestling with God and, and his fears and he's ruminating on death and suffering. And he even makes this one statement, how shall they come to thee, God, whom thou hast nailed to their bed? How can I praise you from my bed? You know, um, you sentenced me, you know, this, this wrestling match with the Lord through his illness. And for the next six weeks while he was at death's door, but during that time, we know uh, he journaled what, what, what writer Philip Yancey actually ended up calling a no-holds-barred wrestling match with God Almighty and recorded it for posterity. That would ultimately come, become the book Devotions Upon Emergent Occasions, which is where we get this poem from, Death Be Not Proud. 
you know, done, though lamenting and preparing to leave this world, was anchoring himself in Christ. And he was anchoring himself in the promise of resurrection, which then prompted him to lash out at the death personified that he feared. And he basically said, death, be not proud, right? Because again, he, he realized that death would not be the final word that he had because of Jesus, a victor over even that. But then to everyone's surprise, just to finish the story, especially to Dunn's surprise, he actually recovered. He didn't even, he, he had a different illness, but they thought it was the plague, but he ended up living and serving for another two decades. But there's so much in that as we gather and just share this time on this Easter Sunday, 2021, because I look at it like this. Jesus's overcoming death is the ultimate breakthrough. It really is. It changes everything. The sun's rising is our living hope for now and forever. Life now and better yet to come. And what you're hearing from me today is not something I do every Sunday. I'm just rejoicing in the life of Jesus and the gift he's made available to you and me and what that means for us. Though in this life, there will be struggles and hard things to overcome. We, listen to me, have a promise true. For Jesus said, in my father's house are so many dwelling places. And if it were not so, I would have told you. I just, I just think that we need to remember to keep everything into perspective, to live our life close to the Lord, to keep his promises near to our heart, to allow for the, the resurrected power of the living Jesus to vibrate through our life with vitality, to continue to cultivate a growing edge and to align our attitudes with what we believe to be true. If this is not the end, this life only, then how we live and how we love really does matter. Not beca just because it's what people say we should do, but because the one who is going to meet us on the other side has called us into this life as the way to live the life that is truly life. So we live with one eye on tomorrow, the tomorrow of what is yet to come and will come for us someday. But between the now and the then, we live in the promise that he has to give us life for today and to meet any situation that we find ourselves in. Go to the bad. Whatever life has to bring, Lord, help us to be extraordinarily resilient and recover well because we have you and we have a promise, <laughs> a presence and a promise now and forever. You know, perhaps everything that we have said, the Easter breakthrough we celebrate can best be summarized by Peter's opening words in his first epistle. And it's what I would like to close with. Listen to this word. Feel free to even read it with me. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, a living hope. 
through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. How good is that? And then verse four, what are we given? An inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. So in this, you greatly rejoice. Look at that. For now, for a little while, if need be, you've been grieved by various trials. It's okay. It's okay. That the genuineness of your faith being more precious, much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love though now you do not see him yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory receiving the end of your faith the salvation of your souls <laughs> how good is that though you do not see him yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory you know, I, we're going to, in a moment, uh, we're going to have a song. Then I'm going to come back around and share a final thought, a final Easter blessing. You know, I do want to remind everyone right now, though, before I even pray us into that spot, that uh, this is our time for giving and I, that I get to remind you about the, that. And, and uh, you've been amazing and wonderful and beautiful. And you can give in a couple of different ways. Don't forget, I know when we talk about our tithes and our offerings, but you can give by sending it into the offices or you can give online directly on the website or you can give on your app, uh, which I want to encourage you to download if you haven't. We, we love to send out notifications. There's the daily rise and shine. There's so many wonderful things connected to our app. But anyway, um, you know, Give because we've been blessed. Give unto the Lord. Give, give of a good heart. But uh, Lord Jesus, even now as we prepare to share this song and then a final thought of blessing, I just thank you for the time that we've been able to enjoy together on this Easter day how good it is to be able to speak your words, your words of life, your wonderful words of life. We love you. <laughs> thank you, life giver, resurrected Lord. You are the one whose eyes are upon us and our eyes are on you. Be glorified, risen Jesus. Amen. Here we go.
Having not seen you love, and though you do not see him yet believing, we rejoice. What a blessing on this Easter Sunday. Ha, you know, he's so good, and he's so God, and he wants us to so good and so God. But we always will do that best when we choose to live as not just one love, but one anchored in life. So may the love and power of the resurrected Christ be yours today. May it pulsate through your very body and in our minds and in your thoughts and in your heart. He is alive and may he be alive in us. In Jesus name, Lord, let it be. Happy Easter, everyone. Chloe and Micah. Happy Easter, everyone. Just a couple of quick reminders. We have fill in the blanks and faith track coming back this week. So make sure you check those out. And we also have an awesome new thing with Kids Men, which is our worship through dance. So the next one's on April 10th from 10 to 11 a.m. And this is for kids ages five and up. So in a little bit, Micah, you can worship through dance and movement, okay? Can you say, Happy Easter? Happy Easter!
错了。